Hey, hey. Hello, hello. And welcome back to the Girls Like You podcast. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm Grace. And today we're talking all about comparison, insecurities, and dealing with negative thoughts. So let's get messy. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We've missed you so much and we had quite some eventful things happen this week, so we want to catch you up. Meg, you had more than me going on, so why don't you go first? Did not. We both traveled. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I went to Ocean City, Maryland to visit my boyfriend. I don't think I've talked about it on here, but my boyfriend and I are long distance and he is a pilot, so he has lots of long hours and he's not allowed to come home. So I went down there. I've been down twice this summer. I went down in June and July, and then for the August trip, I went down for my birthday, my 23rd birthday. So it's it's weird. I was, like, writing my, like, they asked for something on my, I was filling out something for school, and they were, like, age, and I almost wrote 22, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is weird. Psych. 23, bitches. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I went down there. It was very fun. He made my birthday very special. Aw, good. Um, We went to dinner. Uh, we played mini golf. Well, we, we played mini golf and then we went back and kind of like relaxed. And then we went to dinner at this place called Fager's Island. Mm-hmm. And we chose to sit outside. So we had like a 40 minute wait, but we just got drinks at the bar and went on like the harbor and walked down uh-huh. on the ocean. And then we got an outdoor table. We got to watch the sunset. We got calamari and Ooh. we split a Caesar salad. And then I got lobster mac and cheese and he got a steak quesadilla. And it was very good. We had, I think I got a sex on the beach for my drink. That's like my go-to summer drink right now. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. And then, oh, his gift that he got me was so practical. Did I tell you this? What no. he got me? No, what did he get you? He got me the dude shoes, like the Hey Dudes. Have you heard of those? No. They're like slide on, like slip-ons. Mm-mm. They kind of look like boat shoes, but they're like really lightweight. So yeah, I, I opened them and I was like, oh, I love these. And he got me light gray, so they match everything. Yeah. And he actually had to call my mom to confirm my shoe size. Like the day, uh, like the day I got there, he was like, "I called your mom, but I probably shouldn't have told you that because then you're gonna give your gift away." And my mom was like, "Yeah." Like after I had opened it, mm-hmm. my mom said to me, "She was like, yeah, he was do- he was second guessing like if he got the right size for you." And I was like, "Oh, of course he was," but he said I could use them at my clinical, so he was really thoughtful. He really, really put a lot Aww, of thought into it. Cute. So he said, "I want." He said he remembers me saying I wanted like a comfier shoe mm-hmm. for my clinical, other than just sneakers. And then I had orientation for school this past week. That was really fun. The girls in my program are super sweet. Can't wait to be with them for the next two years. My program is very small. It's only seven people. So I got to meet my professor, got to hear all about school, got to know where my classrooms are. And I start on Monday the 22nd, which is soon. Wow. So excited. I'm going to be going back to school, which is so weird, but I feel so ready for the new chapter. So why don't you tell us about your little trip, Grace? I went to Florida. (laughs) Per usual. Yeah, my boyfriend and I took a nice little trip of poo to Florida to visit my parents. And my cousins from England were also there because my aunt lives there. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, they were there. That's yeah. fun. It was fun. So Jake got to meet them and Jake fits right in with the family. It's like sometimes I feel like he fits in more than me and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had guys though. I didn't tell you about our flights. Mm -mm. Our flights were horrendous. And usually, you know, I'm not going to say the airline because I don't want to bash them because I've had good experience with said airline. 
And so for this time when we traveled with them, the first, so when we flew down, it wasn't direct because both Jake and I like to kind of have a stop in between to get up, stretch our legs. And for me personally, I have too much anxiety to take a direct flight. We're, we're building up to it, guys. We're building up to it. It's a work in progress. Okay. So the first leg of the flight was to Baltimore. So the first flight wasn't that long, but that first leg was fine. Then from Baltimore to Tampa, it was all right. It was kind of bumpy. Eh, it wasn't too bumpy. I could still read on the yeah. plane. And, you know, once it gets too bumpy, I have to put my book down because I don't want to get sick or whatever. But on the way back, holy crap. Like, from Tampa to Baltimore again, <laughs> bad. Wait, what day did you come back? Tuesday? Yeah. Wait. Clay didn't fly on Tuesday because it was so windy. Yes, okay. So, our flight was delayed. And it was delayed uh, about an hour. So we were supposed to go. No, not about an hour. Yeah, I don't know. We were supposed to leave at 6.50 and then we left at 7.33. And then when we got to Baltimore, our flight. So from Baltimore to home was horrendous. Like, I'm not going to lie. I did sleep through most of it, but Jake was awake and he said it was horrible. And the times when I was awake, it was really bumpy. Whatever. It's not the end of the world. It's, bu- it's bumps. But that second flight was delayed uh it was supposed to leave baltimore at 9 45 mm-hmm. guess what time it left like 11 no 12 47 a.m we didn't get in till home till two o'clock it was so bad but when we got off the plane in baltimore the board wasn't updated so we saw that it was still the regular time mm-hmm. so we hauled ass to the gate and then we realized at the gate, it says it's delayed. So I was like, what the fuck? Because we just ran from one gate to the other. And then we realized it was delayed. Yeah. But between the delays and the bumpiness, eh, it was not a good flight. That's really funny because on Tuesday, I was still in Ocean City the day you flew back. Mm-hmm. And well, I was in Berlin. It's like it's on the outside of Ocean City, yeah. but that's in Maryland. And I was at the gym because I did a day pass at the gym that Clay works out at. And it was like 11 in the morning and he calls me and he's like i'm done with work and i was like oh okay i'll, I'll leave I'm, like, I'm almost done at the gym i'll just head home afterwards and then i got back and i was like did you guys fly and they're like no it's too windy so that's that's really funny that mm. that's why i wonder if that's why they delayed the flights because the wind was so bad yeah i don't know but other than that florida was really fun it was nice to just we kind of just chilled and relaxed we did a pool day we did a day where me jake and my dad went golfing they were mean to me and were bullies, but it's fine. <laughs> I did not enjoy it, really. I mean, I did, but I was playing bad, so, you know. Um, and then one day we went to St. Augustine, a little day trip. It's really cute, and I do. I told you this earlier, but I think me, you, Joe, and Sheen, you know how we did a girl's trip? Yeah. We should do a girl's trip to St. Augustine because it's so cute. Did you see my story where I posted – Um, I don't think I posted the donuts, but I posted the lemonades, the boomerang. Oh, yes, yes. They had – so that was at a mini donut stand. It was called Itty Bitty Donuts. Shout out. So delicious. And it was like, I just like, we were walking on the main drag and I saw a di- uh, or a, I saw a sign that said donuts. And I was like, huh. And I know Jake loves donuts. So I went down. It's this cute little stand. It's these, I'll show you pictures. Like, oh, best decision. Best donuts I've ever had in my life. And you know me, I don't really like donuts. Yeah. But it was really good. St. Augustine was cute and fun. I'm so jealous. I love donuts. I got Krispy Kreme donuts from the ga- the Royal Farms. It's like a huge gas station down in Maryland. And I, whenever I leave, I always get half a dozen for like eight seventy five at the gas station. And so I brought some for my parents. And I always get a strawberry frosted. So good. 
Lit. Yeah. Also in St. Augustine was a really nice beach. It was deserted probably because all the kids are back in school. But I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. If we were here, we'd be taking all the pics with no judgment because there was literally, it was so spread out. It was so nice. Okay. Should we get into the episode? I think it's going to be a good one. I think we should. Okay, perfect. So guys, like Megan said, we're going to be talking about insecurities, comparison, negative thoughts, and I think we're, we're going to be really raw and honest in this episode. We have dealt with this, all three of these things, our friends have, our family has, you know. So we're going to give you advice, answer some questions, and yeah, let's get into it. I think we should start with insecurities because in some way, shape, or form, everybody struggles with insecurities, whether it's with body image or their social status, how much money they have, the timeline that they're on, you know, they're insecure about their family members or the mistakes that they made, anything. It affects the way you form a relationship with someone, how you interact with someone. So I just feel like insecurities have way more of an impact than we actually think they do, you know? Yeah. I mean, insecurities lead to a low self-esteem, jealousy. They lead to comparison because you're insecure about something and you tend to compare that to other people. And I feel like it's also like for me personally – when I'm insecure or I'm at like my really low low I get more anxious Mm -hmm. and then when I'm but then also it kind of is like dual effect of when I'm more anxious I feel even more low and I feel more insecure because I'm I'm insecure about my anxiety especially like in my relationship like when I get super anxious I will be super insecure and I'll be like oh my god why am I acting like this why does he want to be with someone that's acting like this and I start talking down on myself and I really those, have, those are those negative thoughts coming yeah in. it like it all connects that's why we all put this in, in the episode we put all of these three together in an episode because I feel like they all connect and the negative thoughts lead to more comparison the comparison leads to more negative thoughts which leads to more insecurity and yep. it's just a downhill spiral after that I feel like the main reason why people are insecure and we compare ourselves to others is because of the expectations people have you know what I'm saying like yeah. mm-hmm. the expectations of society or the expectation to go to college for an example or the expectation to be ladylike and mm-hmm. be really feminine and not have a lot of you know masculine traits or hobbies or whatever it's all an expectation which makes us you know if we don't follow that expectation I, again we are like oh my god well I must be doing something wrong in some sort of way And that leads, actually, because I thought about this too, so all those expectations or high expectations that you're supposed to, like, withhold or you feel like you have to uphold Mm -hmm. leads to if you fail at something, Mm -hmm. even if it's a small failure and it's nothing huge, you're going to be more insecure and anxious because you failed. And I think that insecurity can come from recent failures in your life. Let's say, for example... I feel like the fitness culture is a huge place where people are expected to look a certain way. So for all these young girls out there looking at models that are stick thin and probably are like, oh, today I had a rice cake and a glass of water. And it's like they look at them and they think, well, if I don't do that, I'm not going to look like that when that's not true. And then they get insecure and then they think that they're failing because they're doing something differently. And then that's when they compare themselves to people that's a huge one I think for younger women right now 
Yeah, actually going off of that, I was going to save it, but I'll just say now. I started going to the gym consistently this year and I feel like recently I wasn't insecure about my body until I started going to the gym because I was like, well, I'm lifting weights. Why am I? I feel that I'm strong, but why do I not look it? And I would get in my head and then I'd find myself comparing myself to fitness influencers. In high school, I was a very confident person. I, I rarely had body insecurities until now. I kind of was like, Grace, let's step back because you used to be, and you are, a confident person. You know that what you're telling yourself is not true. So I went through my feed. I unfollowed all these fake ass people giving bad advice. And I kept following the people that were legit. Either they were a legit personal trainer or somebody on Instagram that is my body type that also works out and makes it very clear that like, everybody's journey is different everybody's body is different and there's no need to compare when it comes to that because literally everybody's made different Mm -hmm. and that's that's just how the world works I guess yeah I feel like you've always been fairly confident about that kind of stuff I remember in high school and I feel like in high school I don't even know where I would say that my insecurities even started with my body I feel like I've had them for a very long time I understand what you mean when you said that you went when you start going to the gym, you start to become more insecure about the way you looked. Mm-hmm. And I feel that because I also follow a lot of fitness influencers and some of them are very, very toned and they work out seven days a week and they eat the same thing every day and they don't eat anything bad or at least they don't show that they eat anything bad. And I'm sitting here comparing myself to these people trying to eat what they're eating because I'm like, oh, if I eat oatmeal in the morning, which I do love oatmeal now. Like I'm not eating that just because they're eating that. But if I eat oatmeal in the morning and then I have a salad for lunch and then I have salmon and rice for dinner and I don't have any sweets and I drink six gallons of water or or no snacks or no snacks. And if I go to the gym seven days a week, I will look like that. And it's just so unrealistic. That is a huge thing. Comparison in social media. And sometimes I I understand that like I have to mute people because it's unrealistic and it makes me feel like crap about myself. Like, why don't my legs look as skinny as this girl's? Or why don't I have a flat as flat as a stomach as this girl? Like, why can't you see my abs? But I consistently work out and eat good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just so and it's you got to do it for yourself. If you need to unfollow someone or even mute them, then do it because social media is just a highlight reel at the end of the day. And it's so edited too. Mm -hmm. That's not really what people look like. And people use filters and to compare yourself to something that's probably not even 100% real is just making yourself feel worse for no reason. Yeah. And also like you don't just have to mute the influencers. There's people from high school that... I'll just be honest, have made me insecure and Mm -hmm. I've unfollowed them because I just don't want to sit and sulk in my negative thoughts and feel bad about myself when if I just didn't even see, for example, that post in the first place, I wouldn't be where I was. I feel like when you kind of have a a trigger that makes you spiral into insecurities, comparison, negative thoughts, whatever, you just get into a funk. Like at least for me, I get into a funk and it usually happens when I see something that triggers me. I'm out of my routine. Mm-hmm. The weather is a huge impact for me because I just get sad and I love the, I love being in the sun. It just makes me feel good. Warm weather. You know what I mean? And also being isolated and being alone. So it's just not a good combo when I have any one of those things or if multiple at the same time. It's just like, oh, there we go. Here's my inner bitch talking to me. I call her Janelle. Here's Janelle <laughs> talking to me. Janelle is always right. And then I have to take the time 
to do one of my like I guess strategies tips mm-hmm. to deal with all this and realize no grace Janelle is wrong and Janelle is not real and she is fake <laughs> yes I really liked what you said about being out of your routine really throws you off when you see it when you have a trigger for example when I'm on vacation or when I'm down visiting my boyfriend in Ocean City and yes I got a day pass at the gym I went once but I was so out of my routine I wasn't home. I wasn't eating very well because he doesn't have a lot of groceries at his house. We went out all the time. I was drinking. So I felt so out of routine. So if I even go on social media, and luckily the service is really bad down there, but I, if I even went on social media and saw, I have a fitness Instagram actually. So like I follow a lot of fitness people on there. I try to follow people that are realistic, mm-hmm. people that I actually like enjoy watching. But even sometimes going on there, it makes me feel like I'm behind in my routine. Like, oh my gosh, like my fitness progress is going to go downhill because I'm not home doing this. And they they probably don't even go on vacation. They probably aren't even taking time off. And I've taken two days off from the gym. And it's just such an unhealthy rabbit hole that you can get mm-hmm. into. So I completely agree when like you're out of your routine and definitely triggers. There are certain things that definitely trigger me when it comes to comparing myself to other people. Yeah. And I haven't been able to work out since my ear surgery, <laughs> which sounds so funny because it's ear surgery, but apparently it has a long recovery time. I don't know. I haven't been able to work out in three weeks. And aside from, you know, occasionally having body issues and insecurities when I work out, I love it. And it makes me feel less anxious. And I just feel mentally and physically strong. And it has been so hard for me not to even go on a walk. Yesterday, I went on a walk for the first time. And I was like, oh, thank God. I was just so happy because it finally got me back into my routine. It just made me feel good. And it's one of those things that I actually do to help me get out of my rut. Because I, whether I'm alone or with somebody on a walk, I can either one, talk to them about it. Or if I'm walking by myself, I can, if something's bothering me or if I'm just down or whatever, this is the time for me to either one, get out of all, get out all my negative thoughts, let them out, process them, process them, recognize that they're there, like acknowledge them and then come up with a solution. If it's something I can fix, if, if this is realistic is anything like, can it be, I don't, I don't know another word besides fixed, I guess, but can it be just solved? Can I put this negative thought away? And is it possible to not have it happen again? I wonder if it is possible to not have negative thoughts ever. I don't think so. I think that's like probably part of just the human brain. My therapist said that because when I was really at a really low point with my anxiety before I um, got therapy and medication for it, she told me that the reason why I get the same anxious thoughts all the time is because I my brain was trained to follow the same pathway like if you're in the woods there's one path that's like really really like carved out and you can Mm -hmm. clearly see it and then there's another path that's kind of like the weeds are growing over it so your brain's the same way so if it's like you trained your brain to to think a certain way so and like mine comes from like past relationship problems because I I wrote down that expect or insecurities can come from a parent a partner a friend yeah and I feel like in my last relationship I had a lot of insecurities coming from a partner because maybe they weren't giving me enough attention or the attention that I deserved um making just really rude comments about my body like not in a bad way just more of oh 
you like attention from guys you know you look that good putting me down for how I naturally look because they were insecure because they didn't think they deserved to be with me Uh uh-huh yes yeah and I always took that upon myself and thought I was being a bad girlfriend thought all these all these things and my my therapist said so when I got my new relationship and I was thinking all these things again I was like why am I doing this he's not even treating me the same way he's not even saying these things and she said it's the path my brain was taking so I had to retrain my brain essentially can we talk about how perfectionism is a huge thing like every everyone has this I like what we were talking about earlier about Mm -hmm. this idea of being perfect I think that leads to insecurities too because you want a perfect life or a perfect lifestyle and if you're setting unrealistic goals for yourself that you're not gonna be able to attain you're gonna fail and that's okay but then it's gonna cause insecurities kind of like how if you're unhappy and if you're unhappy with your life you're gonna be insecure Mm-hmm. So you need to start writing down what you're grateful for and writing down the good things in your life and, or getting help. If and you're- what you want to see your life become. Mm-hmm. You were saying perfectionism. I feel like that can be just so destructive to your mind and how you either form relationships, do anything in your life. Because if it's not to the standard that you have set, that's probably unrealistic in your head, then you will feel like a failure for whatever reason I guess because it's just not up to what you're expecting I feel like I kind of was a perfectionist for a while but I realized that I have to be flexible I have to be okay with not having everything go my way in the way I wanted to because that's just that's just life it's not going to work out like that I feel like one of the unrealistic you know we were you were just saying like we if when you're a perfectionist you have certain standards and expectations for you to reach I remember in high school, we always used to say, we'd get married by 24, we'd have kids by 26, and like all these, I'd be engaged by 22, whatever, and it's now we're growing up, we've kind of taken our, we've removed ourselves from thinking like that, and we're just like, whatever happens, happens. I can't control everything, and I don't want to put myself on this timeline because that's what other people think I should be on, or that's what other people are doing. I think that's a huge thing, especially the older you get and your friends getting older. Like People are going to get engaged before you. People are going to get married before you. People are going to have kids before you or after you. It's gonna. Everyone's on their different timeline. For me, example, it's hard for me. I'm excited to go back to school, but I also have always felt kind of behind because a lot of my friends have full-time jobs. They make a full-time income. I am very broke and I have just been working you know, service jobs or minimum wage jobs for the past year because I knew I was going back to school and I wasn't going to get a full-time job for one year just to leave a company. So it was what was best for me. And I compare myself a lot to my friends in that aspect, but I'm not diminishing them being successful because I feel like that is a huge thing in friendships or partnerships Mm -hmm. or family, like family, siblings. siblings. It's okay if someone else is succeeding and you aren't succeeding the same as them. That doesn't diminish your successes. That doesn't make them better than you or worse than you. Your successes are your own and you can praise other people and be happy for your friends. Let's say a friend gets engaged before you and your first thought is, oh my God, how did she get engaged before me? That's being negative. Just because she got engaged before you doesn't mean that you're not going to get engaged ever. Doesn't mean that your boyfriend's not going to propose to you. It's just they're on a different timeline. Also rude to your friend. (laughs) You got to be happy for people. Just how... And I feel like that's a huge thing in friendships is competition and who can be more successful, who's getting this, but who's doing this better. And it's just not worth it anymore to do that in a friendship. 
you're literally creating insecurities and comparison right there when you think there's competition with anybody. I have a really hard time comparing my relationship to other people's because my boyfriend and I are long distance. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing I struggle with. Insecurities about that, especially seeing other my friends with their boyfriends and how like they get to see each other all the time and then it makes me think is my relationship healthy like is my relationship good I talk to my boyfriend like once a day at night like is that healthy but it, it that's the best we can do I'm not with him he's in a different state I can't really compare that to someone else because it's not even the same situation yeah like you couldn't even compare that to me and Jake because mm-hmm. we live together yeah. like it's just two opposite sides of the spectrum and yeah. both of them are okay and Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like some of my comparison, which still gets me today, and I I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but like I'll get insecure going out to places where we'll see people from high school that were like way more popular than us because I still feel like I'm being judged in some way, whether they're judgmental or not, not saying that they are. In some way, I still feel judged. Like I remember one time we went to the bar and some kid from high school that was talking to my friend and me and he said, oh, I'm surprised to see you here. I'm like, um, well, I'm, I'm 21, first of all, so I can drink. And two, you knew nothing about me. So you're basing that on a person, me five years ago. Yeah. And it pissed me off so much. And, I, and it just proves my point that people are judgmental and like that insecurity is like very real. But at the same time, I know who I am. I'm authentic to myself and to my friends. I can have my moment. What he said got to me. But after that, I'm just like, screw you, bro. I was going to ask you because I feel like you have maybe a little bit more. I kind of have one example. But how do you deal with people projecting their insecurities onto you? I feel like when people are projecting their insecurities on me, my initial reaction is to feel shitty about myself, which is what they want you to feel. Maybe they're not doing it on purpose, but I think a lot of people that reflect their own insecurities onto other people are doing it because they're so low about themselves that they want to make other people feel bad, so it brings them up. I've had people do that to me before, and it makes me feel shitty about myself. And I think back when I was younger, I let it get to me a lot more than I would now. Now I say to myself, you know what, Megan? You like who you are. You like yourself as a person. I'm confident in myself. Other people like me for who I am. I have lots of good friends. My boyfriend really appreciates me. My family members all love me. Is what this one thing that this one person is saying, is it really even true? No, it's not. They're projecting their insecurity onto me to make me feel low too. And it's so sad that people have to get to that point. And I try to never do that. I don't know if you think I do that. I don't think I do. No, I don't. Insecurities start from when you're a child. And it kind of goes along with attachment theories. If you have a secure attachment theory, which I took this test the other day, I am secure. I am very blessed. I'm very privileged to have a secure attachment because that just means that when I was a child, my parents made me feel safe. I could confide in them. They were there for me. Same with any of my partners, you know, but people who are insecure didn't have that initial feeling when they were a child. So when they grew up, they're insecure and like projecting it onto other people and that's because yes because they don't know how to cope they don't know how to have secure relationships themselves so that's when they can compare themselves to you and your relationship for example maybe they're thinking oh how are they able to have a long-term relationship but I'm not 
And that can be something they're insecure because they can't keep a partner or even get one. Or like, how can that girl have a hoe phase and I can't, I always get attached. It can be like, you know, vice versa. And because of like the way people grow up and have relationships with their immediate family, it just automatically impacts every single relationship you make going forward. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, it does. It's something that they were lacking as a child can maybe be the reason why they are the way they are as an adult. It's a lot. That's a lot of psychology. And that is a lot of, if you do like any research on anything like that, it's usually from a childhood or early childhood. Oh, back to coping with people projecting one last thing. It's so sad because I feel like if I hang around someone who projects you hang if I hang hang with someone (laughs) if I hang around someone if I hang out with someone or spend my time with someone that projects their insecurities onto me and makes me feel shitty about myself I tend to be more reserved and I'm not a reserved person at all I'm a very outgoing person and when it gets to the point where like I can't even be around said person or a person that's making me feel that way and even in a group of friends and my other friends are there that I that don't make me feel that way, I automatically shut down. I automatically go crawl into my shell and I don't feel like myself and I feel like I can't be myself in front of them. And that is such a huge thing. Like if you're friends with anyone or you have friends, plural, that make you feel bad about your accomplishments or they never praise your successes and they only diminish them. Or family or coworkers, anybody. Anyone, partner. That's a really red flag. That's a huge red flag. If you have anyone that diminishes your successes, isn't happy for you when good things happen to you, talks about you behind your back when you do succeed, or just makes you, you can tell they're projecting on you, even if they don't mean it, you need to like separate yourself at least for a little bit because it's only going to make you feel insecure more if you're not strong enough. And I feel like I'm pretty strong of a person now and I think it would still affect me if someone was doing that. So So we're going to go over 10 tips that we mutually agree on that work for both of us to overcome insecurity, comparison, negative thoughts. And we wrote, we did 10 because maybe a little bit more than 10 because these are go-tos. Like they usually always work. Help us get out of that funk. Yeah. So (laughs) my first one was I find a passion to do. Um, At one point in high school, I used to bake a lot. Oh, And I don't know if that just helped with like, just getting me out of my head maybe when I had it I'm sure I had anxiety back in high school and I didn't realize it until later on in life for me right now it's working out go and work out and see if you feel bad afterwards the endorphins are always super high I always feel better after workout even if it's a walk yeah so that's that's a find a passion I don't know what yours is grace yeah my passions I think one of my biggest ones is doing puzzles um makes you feel better that it makes me feel better because it just makes me stop and think about anything else because I'm just focusing on the puzzle and I did that a lot when I was really struggling with my anxiety my mom would just sit down and do puzzles with me and she has no idea how much that helped me and she's she's like wow Grace can finish a puzzle so fast she's crazy like she must have something going on up there and I'm just like yeah I'm just really focused because I don't want to be anxious but thanks mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then second Uh, is surround yourself with positive, keyword positive, because if you're surrounding yourself with negative people, they're going to reflect their negativity onto you, and then you're going to be negative. (laughs) Uplifting people who don't point out your weaknesses. Another keyword, uplifting. Uplifting, supportive, celebrating your successes. Encouraging. Yes, not pointing out your weaknesses. Like, 
you did this wrong you're so stupid or you're doing this like why would you do that you're cringy like like what you said not pointing out things that you're already insecure about that they know you're insecure about and they're just doing it to make you feel shitty so the third one is embrace your characteristics and your passions embrace yourself if you like to do something and people make fun of you for it do it anyway being normal is not cool being weird is cool (laughs) yeah i I like that that. i always say that whenever someone calls me weird like my brother calls me weird all the time i'm like well i'd rather be weird than normal how boring is being called normal right yeah i know right (laughs) Uh, the fourth one is have a growth mindset and make sure that you're setting attainable goals for yourself so in this case make sure that you're setting things that are realistic for you and catered to you so that way you know you can attain them so that way you're not making making it so you're setting huge unrealistic goals that you're obviously going to fail at and then you're going to be insecure because you didn't meet those goals yeah I am a huge goal setter and I feel like hey Amber if you're listening that's my boss Mm -hmm. she will be like girl you set all the goals you're so goal oriented yeah I am because I I think it's because of my anxiety and I like to have a certain amount of control Mm -hmm. and I feel like having goals gives me control because I can achieve the goals to be the person I want to be and setting goals is just so it's so satisfying when you achieve something and you just feel so good about yourself and you're like wow look how far I've grown Mm -hmm. look how easily I got over that insecurity that I thought I could never get over it's like ah it's life-changing life-changing I tell you I agree I love setting goals or making to-do lists even to-do lists it's such a simple way to build your like if you're not if you're a little scared of setting goals for yourself because you're so scared of failure even setting small ones start by doing a to-do list and just crossing off things on your to-do list that's a simple way to start setting little they're they're still goals like I completed all these tasks today maybe next maybe this time I'll do something goal-wise for a career etc yeah and what a great way to like if you are really down in the dumps and you're like I'm really not feeling good about myself Make a to-do list of things that will make you feel good about yourself. Like things that make me feel good about myself. Going on a walk, reading a book, looking at pictures where I was like, damn, I look fire in that. Yes, yes, Just doing things that are like make you just feel so good about yourself and crossing it off and getting in that mindset that's like, wow, go me. I'm so proud of myself. I love myself. Uh, The fifth one, we're going to be really short and sweet and simple with this one because we've already mentioned it. Social media is just a highlight reel. It's not really what the person looks like. People can edit their photos. It's crazy the editing nowadays to make someone look completely different from themselves. So don't compare yourself to people on social media, especially celebrities. Six, the way you speak to yourself matters the most. So be kind. How you speak to yourself is going to reflect how you feel about yourself. So if you're saying really negative things like, oh my gosh, I look really ugly today. Or wow, my hair looks really, really bad. I wish I had better hair then you're going to start to like think that, that those things are true all the time, which is not true. Another thing is write down the things you say to yourself, like affirmations. Yeah. I think a big one for me, and I don't know, this might get kind of deep, but I haven't always made the best decisions. And I have a hard time believing that after I do something, after I make a mistake, I'm still a good person. So I always write down the affirmation or I at least repeat it in my head. I am a good person despite my mistakes or my past Mm -hmm. or the things I'm not proud of. And it really helps. And also other affirmations, like they don't even have to be that serious. Affirmations can be like, my outfit looks good today. 
I have a fat ass. Like they can literally be anything that just hype you up and make you feel really good. Yeah. Good for getting deep. It's okay to be vulnerable on here, people. Woo! (laughs) Seven (laughs) is partake in self-care, whether that's making sure that you're getting enough sleep every night, fueling your body with good foods and doing activities that you love. This is a huge one. If you're not treating your body right, it's not going to treat you right. Mental health is a huge thing. It needs to be normalized. If you're not getting a lot of sleep, you're feeding yourself with shitty th- foods, you're not doing things that you enjoy, your mental health is going to plummet. <laughs> and yeah, then the mind and body are connected. Yes, and then you're going to start becoming more negative and comparing yourself to people. Eight, I said HGW, hot girl, hot girl walks. walks. They baby. work every time. Walking is just <laughs> so, uh, it's just so good for the it's soul. Relaxing. relaxing. It's so relaxing. Get outside. Not in the winter, though. nine i wrote talk to a professional this is to a profesh yep this is always an option if you feel like you just can't get a hold of your emotions or your negative thoughts or your insecurity maybe you need to talk to someone that has a more professional outlook on it and give you can give you better tips or you know cognitive behavioral therapy where you retrained your brain because sometimes you might be so far down a certain path that you've trained your brain such for so long a certain way that you might need professional help to help retrain it back yes cbt it's my kind of therapy i'm in but unfortunately for everyone a therapy is not always accessible or it's too expensive so you know look look at the resources out there there's always online things there's for the first time i went to therapy i I literally went to my county's mental health clinic and that's where i found my first therapist and then she went into her own practice so whether you're in high school talk to a your social worker that works there. There's so many options. You just have to find them. And I wish more people talked about all the options that there there are, but you just, you got to search for them. I actually started therapy for the first time my senior year of college. I went through the school therapist because it was, you know, free through college. So that's how I first started therapy. And now I actually go to, I pay to go to therapy now, but yeah, it's not attainable for everyone. Uh, last one on my list, I have manifest a higher version of yourself. I've been hearing this a lot recently and I didn't know about it until recently. Have you ever heard of manifesting a higher version of yourself? Yeah, but I don't really like know what it is besides like, so, I am going to be a MILF, <laughs> oh my God. which is one of my goals. I will be a MILF. Thank you. The way that <laughs> I've heard, so Gals on the Go talks about it and Gretchen also talks about it. This is how I've, I, they've explained it. So... When you are doing something that makes you feel bad about yourself, let's say you go to, you're going to bed super, super late every single night and you know, it makes you feel shitty and you know, it makes you feel like crap about yourself. So you say the higher version of myself will go to bed and get eight hours of sleep. Oh, you try to set like, it's like manifestation kind of Mm -hmm. like a higher version of myself does this. So that way you remind yourself, what would the best version of me do in this situation? Mm, I like that. That's nice. And another thing, the final one. I have never told you this when I feel like crap or whenever I'm getting ready in the morning, I kind of do this regularly now because it just makes me feel good about myself. I blast music, all the speakers. Yes, I dance. I put the same song on all the speakers. They're all connected. I dance to songs. I usually dance in like (laughs) my pajama shorts and my sports bra or my leggings and my sports bra. And I'm like, dang, I look good. Or I'm like, I literally look at myself in the mirror. I runway walk. I am dancing. It starts my day off so good. I'm like, dang, I love myself. I'm so fun. I'm carefree. I look good. My boyfriend loves me. Like I'm sexy. I am beautiful. (laughs) 
And it's just like, oh, like when you dance, you just get this energy, especially when you're playing bangers. Guys, I'll give you a recommendation for a banger song. Look up Jax. She's kind of popular right now. She just released a song, Victoria's Secret. Great song. Oh my gosh, you showed me that. I love it. Yeah. Great song. Another one of her songs is 90s Kids. An oh, banger. Top notch. I sometimes dance in front of the mirror. Yes. I Sometimes I before it. the shower, which is weird because I'm naked. But. No. Wait, I do the same thing, though, oh because God. I'm like, damn, I look good. And I'm like, ooh, look at those tan lines. Because I, I love a good tan line. I'm like, dang, I'm so tan. And I'm like, yeah, go me. So I think next we're going to do, we asked for your guys' tips and like to submit some responses. So we're going to read through some of your guys's. Um, another one is make sure that you empower yourself without ever having to tear another woman down or another man. Love that. Anybody. That's so great. And we talked about that. We talked about make sure like you can lift yourself up without having to tear other people down. And sometimes people who are very insecure point out your insecurities to make themselves feel better. Someone else said other women are not your competition. Society is cruel enough to us as it is, which is very true. It already makes us feel like we have to compare ourselves. So don't compare yourself to other people. Okay, and then... Um, oh, I love this one. Yeah, I really like this one. Journaling at the end of the day has definitely helped me out with self-love and negativity. Journaling is such an easy tool. It's, oh, you need a pen and paper. You can even journal on your notes on your phone, you know? Sometimes I look back at my journal entries and I'm like, man, I was so depressed. There's one journal I had sophomore year of college. And every time I look at it, I go, oh, there's my depression journal. Yeah. And because if I open it, I will see things that I wrote down that I am like, whoa, Grace, you are not okay. <laughs> okay, we have two more really good submissions that I think will end off the episode because it just kind of wraps everything up. And it's one of our best friends. So, woo! <laughs> so on comparison, she says, remember at the end of the day that you are exactly where you're meant to be. Despite the path you're on. You will get you will get to where you are meant to be, where you're not meant to be. No one is living the same exact life as you. Comparison is the thief of joy, and it takes away from being present. Although it may be hard given the current climate with social media, it's important to stay present for yourself. You are the lo- you are your longest commitment, and this is the only life you get to live. So make it great. I love that part. You're your longest yes. commitment. Like that is so good. Ooh, we should make that a graphic and a quote and yes. put it on the gram. So I think that's the end of the episode. Sorry if this wasn't really structured. There really really isn't a way to structure this kind of episode. Comparison, insecurity, and negative thoughts all go together. So we kind of just wanted to bounce off each other. So I hope you guys enjoyed this style of episode. I think it was very informative. Hopefully it is for you. Hopefully you got some really good tips out of it. And if you're struggling with anything, you guys can reach out to us as well for more advice. Yeah, and we hope that this kind of just felt like a convo with your besties or your big sister or whatever. Exactly. So on that note, guys, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at uh, Girls Like You Pod. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And you can also download our episodes. That helps us out. Leave us a rate and review. That also helps us out. I think we're going to – I have to talk to Megan about this still. But I have a little idea for a little giveaway for people who – leave us a rating and review you'll maybe be entered to win something i don't know (laughs) but follow us on all the socials so you can stay updated when we post we post every tuesday and we want to see you next week so thanks for getting messy with us yeah we're very vulnerable this episode yeah thanks for getting messy with us and we'll see you on the next one bye guys Bye. bye